1: It's the Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network.
2: The
3: following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance.
4: How do I? I'll skip ahead of it. No, I can't skip ahead. All, all right, everybody, into the time machine. No, 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 no!
2: You
3: don't understand how radio works. All I have to do to return is
4: just fade my voice out like
5: this and kill the organist. And you see, here we are. Wait a
1: minute. 63 Audio presents the Old Time Radio Essentials Podcast. Greetings all who gather here and welcome back to Season 3 of Old Time Radio Essentials. If this is your first time joining us, any even if it ain't, I must inform you that this is episode 29, also known as our second episode of 2022, a.k.a. the fourth episode of season three. My name is Pete. <laughs> this is Dave. <laughs> and this is Paul. So welcome back to you guys as well. We missed a February episode due to various reasons, not that anybody out there noticed. Our vast listenership was pretty quiet about it. Hello? 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 Yes, And some
6: of us actually have lives outside of podcasting, fella.
1: Yeah, not all of us look at talking into a microphone as our only source of fulfillment. All right, all right, fellas. I get you. I get you. I just haven't opened myself up as much as you two have, I guess, to public exposure since the pandemic started. What then, pray tell, have you two been up to? Well, I've been traveling a lot.
6: The last three weeks of February was visiting friends in Detroit. I went to a writing uh, retreat uh, in North Carolina uh, and I just got back from visiting my dad who was having a, a, a surgical procedure. So I wanted to be there to help him in his convalescence afterwards. And that was in Cheyenne, Wyoming, which was freaking cold. I don't mind telling you. <laughs> Holy crap. That was, that was single digits and below with the Ooh. wind they the i saw your wind.
7: post and i'm like hey, hey illinois
1: ain't so bad after all <laughs>
6: exactly
1: right well i'm, and it so went from glad toward- I'm in texas <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah tell me that next time your power grid goes down and it's 22 degrees uh don't talk to me about that yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that's what
7: i was doing
1: how about you paul
7: well, I've actually been in a play. I'm still in a play. It, it, we've got a couple more days to go on the thing. It's called Ooh. The Tin Woman. And cool. it's a about a girl who gets a heart transplant and after she gets the heart transplant, she starts getting what's called uh, um survivors' remorse. You know, like am I I'm not really am I worthy? What have I done in my life to be worthy of getting somebody else's heart, you know? Oh. And so it's a it, her meeting the uh the donor's family and the different aspects of things like uh i play the dad of the the kid who was killed in the car accident and i'm not dealing with it so well (laughs) uh, i'm just angry and just bitter and drinking too much and Which was really weird because the woman who called me up to talk me into playing the part said, hey, I just read this script and the dad would just, it's like it was written for you. And I'm thinking, well, that's really nice. Then I started reading the script. I'm like, I'm kind of a drunken asshole. What the hell are you trying to to say? say? (laughs) So, but it's it's been a fun time. And um, yeah, we just got a couple of days to go on that. Then we're done. And then I've promised myself no more plays. Yeah, yeah, see? I've heard that before. I'm a it's, theater boy, too. Yeah, yeah, no more plays until the next one. No, yeah, I'm, cool I I think I'm going to have to my wife, wife cross-stitch like thing to hang on the wall. It says, no more plays.
1: Doesn't matter. <laughs> you'll you'll get used to seeing that, and then it won't register as an actual message anymore, and then you'll, you'll be in another play. You just flip you know it around. It. <laughs> just turn yeah. around, face the wall. Yeah, I go, maybe, maybe when I'm, like, fully retired
7: and I have that maybe, much time on my hands. Maybe one maybe. more. That's why...
1: Audio dramas, baby. That's
7: exactly why you With know, no and actually, schedule. we're working on that. the The woman who talked me into it, she's big into theater, and she knows a whole bunch of people and all that. So we're going to try and get uh, a thing going here in Peoria, where we do kind of like you guys do, Pete, where you do the live
1: performance and record awesome. it and everything. Awesome. Hey, you're welcome to any of the scripts that I've that I've written. Oh well, thank you, sir. Much so appreciated. We're just we're just, to we're just trying
7: like- to figure out like who, where, when, any of that kind of stuff. If anybody
1: even has enough interest to do it kind of thing. Well, you just do it. Once you do your first one, it'll, uh, it'll, it'll spark something. Everybody yeah. will love it. And you have audiences that say, I've never seen this kind of thing before and they'll come back for more.
7: Yeah. Well, and the people who do the acting, then will be like, Oh my God, I don't have to have like a four month time suck out of my life. I can <laughs> exactly. just, you know, <laughs> read this thing for a week or so. And I'm good to go. Yay. Awesome. So yeah, that's about it for me. And, um, hmm. Yeah. Um, Pete, Yeah. by the way, I've been meaning to ask
1: you. Yes.
7: Who's the guy over there in the corner?
1: Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Paulie Dave, I want you to meet our special guest for today. Our essential listener, Rick. I asked Rick to join us and to select our essential episode for this time around.
6: Hey. Well, well hi, Rick. How you Rick?
1: doing? <laughs> nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you guys. Does Rick know what he's in for here, Pete? (laughs) Why, sure, sure. Rick listens to every episode. And also, I might add to every audio drama that comes out of the 63 Audio Universe. He's our biggest fan and a great friend of the show. All right. So did did he like Harry Red Beaver? (laughs) What do you think of Harry Red Beaver, uh, Rick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
7: Yeah. Yeah. We
6: all love that. <laughs> that yeah. was great. That was it. Yeah. I love that.
1: That was awesome.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Kill me now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Rick, uh, tell these guys and our eager listeners out there a little bit about yourself.
8: Well, I, uh, I I love audio dramas and I've been listening to uh 63 audio a lot since you started. And, uh, we kind of grew up together too. Pete, Pete and I did. And, uh, great time listening to your show
1: well thanks i think we met probably was it junior high or was it before that yeah maybe may before that i'm not sure At good old washington junior high this is yeah illinois. This, this is an age-old friendship oh, we got here this yeah. is I'm still in illinois decades yeah. in the oh, making yeah. man oh, yeah. that's yeah. Awesome. In Illinois. yeah well i grew up in pekin and rick did too and we went all through high school together and then we hooked up again thanks to facebook so um yep you know, after- go, the, the great that's unifier the great linker. a long life. Thank
6: you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad to have you here, Rick. And since you're such an avid listener, uh, can you tell us, here's the quiz part of the show, can you tell us the purpose of this show?
8: Yep. The purpose of Old Time Radio Essentials is to present specific episodes of your favorite old-time radio series, episodes that stand out as particularly representative of those series or as one of those quotable episodes that fans of old-time radio like to discuss either in person or on social media. Um, how was that? That was very nice, Rick. I'll, I'll take it from here, bud.
6: Um, we'll open each episode by introducing the selection, describing it briefly, and then we'll play it for you. Then we'll come back at the end and discuss it at length, ad nauseum, as we are wont hey. to do. <laughs> each of us giving his opinion on its merit, its performance or anything that stands out for
7: us. And that's exactly what we're presenting to you. Just our opinions on whether or not it's representative of that series or if it's worthy of a place in every old time radio aficionado's personal collection. You don't have to agree with us. And in fact, we may not agree with each other, but we do hope you'll enjoy what we bring to the table and come back for more.
1: Each of us three will take turns selecting a show for discussion and occasionally we'll bring in a special guest to provide some programming. Last year, for example, we asked the gang from the mysterious old radio listening society to join us and that was a lot of fun. And today we have Essential Listener and my old friend from school days, Rick. And what's your selection then, old pal? It's an episode of the Red Skeleton Show,
8: originally aired on NBC Radio on April 29th, 1949. Red Skelton was a very popular comedian whose career spanned movies, radio, and television. He created a number of popular characters whose catchphrases became part of America's lexicon, such as, I do it, from Junior, the Mean Widow Kid, and others. This episode we're going to hear today is one of his last episodes on NBC. He moved to CBS Radio in the May of 1949. And so, without further delay, we present... The
6: Red Skelton Show, first aired April 29th, 1949, on NBC Radio.
8: And now, friends, adjust your radio dials to the proper frequency, get comfortable, and listen.
1: Hey, you did that really well. Perfect.
8: That's good.
5: Yeah. From Hollywood, the Red Skelton Program, brought to you by Tide, Procter & Gamble's amazing new discovery for your whole family wash. Besides
3: in dirt's out tight, gets clothes cleaner than any soap. Any soap? Yes, any soap tight,
2: gets
5: clothes cleaner than any soap. T-I-D-E-I! Yes, it's the Red Skelton Program with David Rose and his orchestra, The Four Knights, Werner Felt, Marine Pettel, Pat McGee, and yours truly, Rod O'Connor. They say curiosity killed a cat. Well, I don't know about that, but it certainly can cause trouble for human beings. For instance, here's what happened to MGM's favorite comedian, Red Skelton.
3: Hello, Skelton's residence.
5: Uh, this is Rod O'Connor's right
3: there. Yeah, he's here, but he's doing his spring cleaning in the den. <laughs>
5: I'll be right over. This I gotta see.
0: Mr. Skelton? Yes? Rod
3: O'Connor called. My, this den sure is a mess. Yeah,
0: but you know, it's a lot of fun to do spring cleaning. You always run across things that's been missing for years. <laughs> I pulled down the window blind and found a pair of pants I've been pressing for three years. <laughs> I
3: see you cleaned the television screen,
0: too. Yeah, boy, but what a job. It took me three hours. Every time I got the thing wiped off, Hopalong Cassidy would ride by and get it all dusty again.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, it's a lot of fun, though.
3: What's got under you all of a sudden to make you want to clean your dan?
0: What got under me all of a sudden, I don't know. <laughs> I figured it was about time to clean up this place. Yesterday, the dog next door came in and buried a bone over in the corner there.
3: <laughs> oh, Mr. Skelton, you sure are a card. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you should hide someone to do this cleaning. I
0: got news for you. You're supposed to be doing it.
3: No, sir. I only do lighthouse work.
0: I know. And this is no lighthouse. (laughs)
3: Besides, this was supposed to be my day off.
0: Well, I know, but you took yesterday off instead. You said you were going to a funeral.
3: I was, but I couldn't find any good ones to go to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll let you get back to your cleaning. Oh, Oh, here's the morning paper. Did you see this? What is it? What is it? A man has been sealed in a room for 10
0: years. Well, all of the dirty think... What some people won't do to miss my program. <laughs> is this his picture? Oh, look at that guy, will you? Well, little by little, those Republicans will be found. <laughs>
3: Dressed?
0: Well, sure. If I hadn't paid taxes for ten years, I could dress like that, too.
3: <laughs> oh, someone's at the back door.
0: I'll go see who it okay. is. Well, howdy, Clayton. Well, howdy, dude. <laughs>
3: doing here hmm? aren't you still working at the bakery
0: yeah i got promoted to the assistant uh uh chrome inspector <laughs> and i was looking at them crumbs and well it reminded me i hadn't seen you in 12 hours Why
3: you overwrite right nobody
0: hmm?
3: tell me didn't mother nature give you any brains at all
0: yep yep she didn't but i sure wish she'd give me something i could use <laughs>
3: you go down in history as a stumble in the march of time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Some people think I'm important. Just got a new job this morning. Steam fitter. A what? Steam fitter. Steam fitter. Very tedious work, you know. <laughs> that sure, you know, that, that steam's very hot. and it, it burns your hands, you know. It's hard to handle, you know.
2: Right.
0: Well, I don't know, but I'll think of some... <laughs> Fitters are fast that way, you know.
3: What is a steam fitter? Hmm. Your mind is wandering.
0: It won't go far. I
2: said, what is a steam fitter?
0: Well, a steam fitter is um, uh, steam fitter. is uh, well, you take two pieces of steam and you fit them together. <laughs>
3: To do. Get lost! Pop hmm? a walk. Go crawl up the rain spout, you drip.
0: Well, now, why don't you just tell me to leave and stop beating around the bush? <laughs> After all, I get those hint broads, uh, those broad hints. <laughs> <laughs> there are other fish in the sea,
3: and you're just the worm to catch them. Well, that
0: doesn't. I'm walking out of here and out of your life forever. Well,
3: don't walk that way. There are a lot of gopher holes in the yard.
0: Don't walk anywhere.
2: Oh, 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 he fell Clam, are you all right? Oh, my oh. are oh. you all
3: right? Mm. Speak to me Don't just look at me with those big sad eyes I'm sorry Here, I'll kiss you and make you feel better <laughs> There, how was that?
0: You sound pretty good I hope that gopher enjoyed it I'm over here <laughs>
3: It. I need glasses.
0: So do I, with beer in
3: them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's at the door. I'll get it. I'll get it. Hi, Red. Hi, Rod. Come on in. Uh, what are you doing with an apron on? Cleaning house? No, I found it. I had no place to put it, so I just tied it around <laughs> me. <laughs> hey, you just showed up in time. Come on. You can help me carry this box of papers out to the insinuator to okay. <laughs> incinerator to burn. Okay. Incinerator to burn. Hey, uh, there's that grumpy neighbor of yours? Oh yeah, you I mean Mrs. Fussy? You know, I think I'm winning her over. Good morning, Mrs. Fussy. Well, aren't you the nosy one? <laughs> when is it any of your business how I am? Well, if you must know, I have indigestion. My feet are killing me, and I see specks in front of my eyes. And one of those specks is your head.
4: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Who
0: asked how you were? <laughs> brought up the subject I have a complaint to make about the way you played your radio last night, Mr. Skelton. I didn't play my radio That's last night. That's what I'm complaining about. You didn't play your radio, and you didn't wake me up, and I didn't hear my husband sneak in. But look. Oh, aren't you the mouthy one this morning? And I'm glad you brought up the subject. What subject? About your dog. I didn't mention the dog. That's a weak excuse, have I ever heard one? <laughs> well, let me tell you something. Last night, I found one of your dog's fleas on my peak. <laughs> you know, the longer you think about that, the funnier it gets. <laughs> Now, look, Mrs. Mr. Skelton, I don't have to listen to that kind of talk from you. Hmm? Oh, come on, Rod. Just where do you think you're going with that basket full of paper? I'm going out to burn them in my (laughs) I-N-C-I-N... Not until the wind shifts. I will not have the smoke from your incinerator polluting my backyard. Well, what do you want me to do, teach the thing to inhale? (laughs) anyone, though, wait until I tell my husband Winston about you. Oh, if I could only get my hands on the real estate agent that sold you the house next to mine and grind! One of my dogs flees on her pee. <laughs> so fat. You know, her mouth doesn't stop flipping long enough to put food in it.
5: i bet she could get a job in a fish store sitting in the window as a crab. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Hey, we better look through this waste paper basket before we burn this stuff. Last week, I burned four pages of (laughs) ad-libs. Hey, hey, you're not going to throw this away, are
5: you? What is it? What is it? It's one of my commercials. Gee, do you realize what you're doing? What? Listen to this.
3: Tides Tide gets clothes cleaner
5: than any soap. Any soap?
3: Yes, any soap.
5: And that's only the beginning, because Tide not only gets clothes cleaner than any soap, but cleaner than any other sud, cleaner than any other washing product known.
2: Tide gets clothes cleaner than
3: all of them. T-I-D-E, Tide.
5: Yes, you can name any washing product known, and we still say Tide will get clothes cleaner. You see, Procter & Gamble's Tide does more than leave clothes free from dirt. It removes dingy soap film, too. Yet with all this amazing cleaning power, Tide is safe. Truly safe for all your washable colors. Yes, safe and more. Because colors actually brighten up when Tide washes away dingy soap film. And white things? In hardest water, Tide gets shirts, towels, sheets... ...whiter than any other washing product known. Yes, colors, whites, linens, work clothes, everything you wash... Gets the benefit of the promise that only Tide can make. No soap. No other suds. No other washing product known will get your clothes as clean as Tide.
0: Now, aren't you ashamed of yourself for wanting to burn that? Yeah, I guess I'm just getting careless. Gosh, and of all the people to remind me of it. As the four knights would say, it had to be you. <laughs> It had to be you,
2: it had to be you I wandered around, finally found somebody who Could make me be true, or make me feel good And even be glad, just to be sad, thinking of you
5: Some others I've seen, might never
0: be you be cross I try to be boss, but they wouldn't do. Nobody else gave me a thrill with all your faults. I love you still. It had
5: to
2: be you, wonderful you. It had to be you. It had to be you. It had to be you. It had to I wander on. Uh, finally, found somebody who could make me be true, or make me feel good, or even be glad. Just to be sad thinking of you. Some others I've seen might never be me but never be cross. I try to be boss, but they wouldn't do.
0: Nobody else gave me a thrill with all your faults. I love you still. It had to be you, baby. Wonderful you. number on Coral
5: records, too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Red, where are all these peop- uh, papers you're burning? <laughs> oh, wait, you want to start again? Yeah, I'll try it again. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, Red, where are all these papers we're burning?
0: Well, they're jokes we didn't use on the program. Hey, get a load of this one, will yeah. you? There was a fellow standing in a bar drinking, <laughs> yeah. and he was holding his nose, and his buddy says, what's the matter? Don't you like the stuff? He says, I smell it, it makes my mouth water, and I don't like it diluted. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
5: Burn it. Hey, learn this one. I dreamed I died and went to heaven.
0: What woke you up? The heat. Burn it. <laughs> hey, look, here's a form letter. Form letter? Yeah, an ad for corsets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that one might not burn. Our corn is a little green, you know. <laughs>
5: hey, what's this, a love note? Hmm? Who's Fitzy? I don't know any Fitzy. What does it say? Dear Red, I am now at Wilshire and Elm. Stop in and see me. It's important. And it's signed Fitzy. Don't know her. Burn it. <laughs> but she says it's important.
0: I don't know her. Burn it. Burn it up. Get the writer. Burn him, too. <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, neither do I, but I'm interested. Well,
0: look, the note might have been written years ago. Well, Fitzy sounds like someone who would wait. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like one of those girls you write a letter to, but in the safe way. My dear darling, and ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Well, uh, why don't you go ask George if she knows Fitzy? Are you kidding? Go in and ask Little Red think... I don't have that kind of insurance, Doc. You're innocent. You have nothing to hide. Let's put it this way. Let's go ask your wife if she knows Fitzy. I see your point. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe I should go see who she is, though. She might be part of my radio audience.
5: Yeah, and remember, it's the little things that count.
0: Huh? <laughs> I'm going to have to learn to write with a pencil. No, I'm kidding,
5: Red. Yeah. Come on, you're wasting time fighting with suspense. Come on, I'll go with you. Well, suppose Georgie finds out. Well, who wears the
0: pants in your family? What are you, a man or a mouse? Well, what do you think I am, a man or a mouse? <laughs> well, what do you think I am? Oh, come on, get down off that chair and tell me what do you think. I am. <laughs> Come on, let's go No, now, look I want to put you straight I don't smoke, chew, drink, or run around Oh, well, we all have to go sooner or later
5: (laughs) come on My car's down the street at Lippy's service station
0: No, I better not, I better not
5: Okay, I'll go She's probably a nice little girl Young, beautiful, very discreet Mm
0: -hmm. Wait, I'll get my hat and go with you (laughs) Pick me up at Schwab's drugstore, will you? I want to go get the new Vogue magazine. I'd like to know in advance what is going to scare me with later.
5: All right. I'll go see if my car's ready. Uh, hey, Willie. Willie Lump Lump, is my car ready?
0: Oh, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> Look, if you're through greasing my car, will you let me have it? I'm through greasing your car, yeah. But I gotta get this dent out of the fender, then.
2: <laughs>
5: there isn't a dent in my fender.
0: You mean to tell me it got wrinkled like that, worrying about the payment? How did you dent it?
5: Hmm? I say, how did you dent it?
0: Well, you see that gas pump over there? Yeah? It used to be over here. <laughs>
2: Tell me
5: something, will you? What? How did you ever get a job in a service station? You don't know how to grease a car, you don't know how to pump gas, you don't even know how to drive.
0: Well, it just goes to prove that none of us are perfect. (laughs)
2: How
5: come you're working anyway? Isn't that a little out of your line?
0: I'm only working for two weeks. See, this is my annual vacation from my unemployment compensation line.
5: You know what's wrong with you? What? You've been sampling too much of that tetraethyl.
0: Well, at least my tonsils don't have a pin in them anymore. <laughs> no,
2: <it's> the ping.
5: <laughs> well, I'm in a hurry. I'll just take right my yeah. car as
0: right is. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Okay. Me... Uh, say, would you mind wiping off my
0: windshield? That's what I'm here for. I'll do anything you want to. That's part of our duty, you know. Wipe off the windshield. If the windshield ain't dirty, wipe off the hood. Wipe off the car. Wipe off all the windows. If there's nothing on the car to wipe, look inside. There might be a small boy with a nasty nose. <laughs>
5: been wiping it for a minute now and I still can't see out of it. You missed a spot
0: here. Okay, I'll get it. I'll get it. Go in there and pick up the producer, will you? <laughs> <laughs> is
2: spot still there? Huh?
5: Yes, the spot's still there.
0: Well, it is, huh? I'll bet you five bucks you can't show it to me now.
5: Well, I hope your insurance company likes to be kept busy because I'm going to put them to work. <laughs> David Rose and the Tide Orchestra play Red Roses for a Blue Lady.
0: Bob Burns can really play a bazooka, can't he? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rod, do you think we're doing the right thing by trying to find out who this Fitzy character is?
5: Well, look, you just let me handle the whole affair. Uh, I'll start telling her something that'll make her forget all about you. Now, what will you tell her? I'll just tell her all about the new wash day miracle, Tide.
0: Oh, that'll make her come clean, yeah.
5: <laughs> I'll say, uh, look here, Fitzy. You know, there's an amazing number of really good wash day products in the market, which makes Tide all the more remarkable. Because Procter & Gamble's Tide gets clothes cleaner than the best of them. Cleaner than any soap. Cleaner than any other suds. Cleaner than any other washing product known. For Tide not only leaves clothes dirt-free, it removes dingy soap film, too. And yet, with all this amazing cleaning power, Tide is truly safe for all your washable colors. In fact, Tide actually brightens those soap dull colors and white things in hardest water. Tide gets them whiter than any other washing product known. Yes, I said in hardest water. For Tide works its miracles in any kind of water, anywhere. You get oceans of suds that look and feel different. And you get a wash line that really opens your eyes. For no soap, no other suds, no other washing product known will get your clothes as clean as Tide.
0: you can wipe the foam off your mouth, sudsy, so and let's get going, huh? <laughs> uh, hey, Red,
5: isn't that Verna Felton walking down the street with all those groceries? Yeah, let's
0: stop and give her a lift, huh?
5: Oh, you're just trying to get out of meeting Fitzy.
0: Hiya, Verna. Hey, hop in. We'll give you a ride home. Oh, well, that's sweet of you, Red. Hello, Moran. hi uh, hiya, Verna. <laughs> <laughs> you all settled? Well, yes, but the front seat is sort of crowded. Mm. Uh, do you have enough room, Red? Oh, sure. Am I crowding you, Ron?
5: No, but if my girdle pops, we'll all go through the windshield. <laughs>
0: How come your, your grandson Junior's not with you, Vernon? Oh, he's at home. If his handcuffs have held out. Well, here we go. Thanks. Well, here's your house.
3: Well, that's the fastest I've ever crossed the street. <laughs>
0: Won't you come in, Red? No, thanks. I'm a little I'm a little cramped here. I feel like I'm sitting on my own lap. Oh. <laughs> well, at least we were lucky it didn't pop. <laughs>
5: Uh, here, give me your packages and watch your step, burner. Thank you. Uh, I'll be right out, Red.
0: Oh, I don't oh, I don't think I brought my key with me. Junior! Junior! Hello, now well, Nemo! What'd you do? Bring me one of them big balloons? Or is that a man?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, Mr. O'Connor! Answer me question. What are you doing out of bed? I told you to take a nap. I did take a nap, but Mr. Fowler next door, he yelled so loud, I couldn't get any sleep. Now, Mr. Fowler should be more considerate. Yeah, he should. Didn't he know you were in your room? Well, sure he knew. Them bags of water didn't fall on him by himself, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Just for that, you come here to me. No, no, you don't, kiddo. You don't get in. Junior, you open this door at once. If I open the door, what you gonna do to me? Why, nothing, dear, nothing at all. Well, it might be nothing to you, but it's the pain in the back of me lap to me. <laughs> Junior, hmm? if you'll open the door, Nama has a surprise for you. you really? yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Do you like ice cream? Yes, well... Here's an advertisement of a new ice cream parlor that's just opening up. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks, Sporty. That's mighty nice of you. Didn't you bring me nothing sweet to eat? now that I'm back, dear, I'll let you in on a little secret. What? I hid the cookies in the oven. Yeah, let me in, let you in on a secret, too. They ain't hid no more. (laughs) Well, let's put it this way. We was bound to meet sooner or later. (laughs) Junior, is your grandfather home? Well, I think so. I answered the door a few minutes ago, and something crawled by me.
3: (laughs) No, it was probably an old stray dog.
0: Well, if he was, he was a pretty smart dog, because I distinctly heard him bark, don't tell old Cold War I'm home. talk about your grandfather like that in front of Mr. O'Connor. He's liable to get the wrong impression of him. Oh. Now, if you say one more thing, I'm going to spank you. Okay. Now, tell Mr. O'Connor you're sorry. Yeah. Well, how can I not say something and then tell him I'm sorry? <laughs> What's he going to do, read my lip? <laughs> <laughs> nah, the whole family's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> he
5: Snakes. I understand, Vern. I have two children of my own
0: just like it. Well, don't come crying to us about him. <laughs> I put these groceries in the kitchen. Junior, you entertain Mr. O'Connor. I'll be right back. Well, blubber boy, <laughs> here we is all alone and unprotected.
5: Yes, I know. I'm just wondering how I can make a break for it.
0: <laughs> would you like for me to entertain you or would you rather pay me protection? <laughs>
5: I'll pay. Here's a nickel.
0: A nickel? I see you don't want full coverage, huh? How much is full coverage? Well, I usually charge a dime. However, you a pretty big hunk of coverage, you know. <laughs> I'll have to make it 15 cents.
5: Oh, well, here you are. Who
0: says? <laughs> Boy, ain't I the mail order Mickey Cohen. <laughs> I caught you pulling that old protection policy gag on again Oh, now, don't Now, me. just for that, up to your room Okay, oh, up it. to your room Oh, but before I go, I got a dollar bill I took out of a pocketbook Do you want it? No, you'll return it Well, I tried to return it, but the lady said she don't want it Oh, well, in that case, dear, you can keep it Okay Whose pocketbook did you take it from? Yours <laughs> <laughs> oh.
5: Well, I'll see you later, Vernon
0: Do call again, Rod Goodbye now
5: Goodbye Hey, Pacho!
0: Don't drop that on me. Bombs away! Oh, I missed him. I missed him. I missed
5: him. Hey, Red, start the car. Let's get out of here.
0: Well, here's the corner of Wilshire and Elmrod. I still don't see why you wanted to park the car a block away and walk up here. Well, it's better this way, you see. In case we have to run, we don't want a car to slow us down. You know? <laughs> hey, uh, look at the name on that store over there. Yeah, Fitzpatrick's Lamp Shop. Uh, let's go ahead and find out if she's there. Oh, okay, I'll follow you in. That way nobody will see me. <laughs> Hey, here's a couple of lamps like Georgia saw in a magazine that she wanted. Look at the price on them things. 50 bucks a piece. Can you imagine paying $50 for lamps like that when candles are so cheap?
5: (laughs) Oh, here comes a guy
0: now.
2: Good
5: afternoon, gentlemen.
0: May I help you? Uh, yes. Uh, is Fritzy in? (laughs) Yes, I'm Fritz. I don't like you.
2: Well, my, um,
0: my real name is Philpott, but everybody calls me Fritzie. Oh, I see. Well, do um, you know anything about this note, kiddo? You.
2: <laughs>
0: Dear Red, first chance you get, meet me. Hmm, it's signed Fritzie, all right, but I didn't write it. You didn't? Oh, a red-headed lady came in and picked out some lamps and said that a red-headed man would pick them up. Georgia did this. Say, you must be Mr. Skelton. Yeah. Yes, your wife said I'd know you by your red hair, brown eyes, and the worried expression on your face. Uh, I've been framed.
5: (laughs) The amount due is $160.
0: Oh, no. If she thinks she can pull a trick like that on me to get her to buy her some lamps, she's got another guest coming. I don't care.
5: You better play it safe, Red. Better take those lamps. Maybe then she won't ask you to explain how you happen to be looking for a fitzy that you didn't even know. Well,
0: I'd. Wrap them up, will you? Wrap them up. (laughs) I'll pay for him. Excuse me. Oh, the loo... It's Patrick's lamp shop. Oh, yes, Mrs. Skelton. He's here. Uh-oh. It's for you, Mr. Skelton. <laughs> Hello,
3: Little Red. I see you found the note, Big Red.
0: Yeah, honey. <laughs> what was the idea? I was going to buy you those lamps anyway. I was going to surprise you with them. Of
3: course you were, Big yeah. Red. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You're not mad at me for playing a trick
0: on you? Oh, no, gosh, no, gosh. And you're not sorting me for trailing Fitzy either, are you? Are you, Little Red? Little Red? Little Red? <laughs> hey, wrap up a couple more lamps, will you? <laughs> thanks for being with us tonight. So
5: next
0: Friday, best goodbye now. Thanks for listening, and thanks for buying more and more of that voice-to-miracle-tide.
2: Tides in, dirt's
3: out. tight. gets clothes cleaner than any soap. Tide, tide.
5: This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.
7: We're back with Old Time Radio Essentials. This is Paul with Dave and Pete, plus essential listener Rick. That was an episode of the Red Skelton Show, originally broadcast on NBC on April 29th, 1949. Rick, you brought this to us, and frankly, I want to know why.
8: <laughs> well, I love Red Skelton and all his forms, and I really hadn't really listened to very much of the radio series, so this would be a good opportunity to, to dig into that. And I listened to this episode and loved it. And I went back and listened to a bunch of different episodes and I've got a closet full of tide now. <laughs> don't we all. <laughs> hey, don't eat I like to pods. pods. Don't eat them. Yeah. They're delicious.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
8: he, he's a, he's a great guy. And, uh,
1: are you talking about me now? Oh, oh Red. Oh, yeah.
8: Red, <laughs> Red. He's an important figure in the history of the entertainment industry. And and this episode um, has just about everything in it. It's got the Tide commercial in it. And I love the jingle. The Tide's in, dirt's out jingle, which they work into a theme song. And they work that jingle into a lot of pieces of music that they play.
1: <laughs> that was um, a trick in old radio days.
8: Oh, yeah. And uh, this is right before he like, went to TV, I guess, or as he was getting ready to do TV. But he was uh, he liked his jokes about uh, doing jokes about TV on the radio show. That's funny. It was like
6: 1949. When did when did television yeah.
8: become adopted
6: uh, as an accepted medium?
1: Well, I well, think he not started not in the 50s. yeah in the 50s, but not everybody. TV was broadcasting, but it wasn't what we what came to in the 50s. I mean, he joked about this in 1949. He says that Hopalong Cassidy rode across his TV screen. Right, 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 right. Uh, so obviously there was uh, some some programming. It just wasn't. Um, it was still fledgling at that time. Right. Yeah,
8: he, he's a smart fellow. He he figured out things where to jump and wh- when to jump. Oh yeah. And, and also, like many great men, behind him is a great woman. Oh yeah. Uh, and the uh, still wave is.
1: Was it was Bruno really Belton? important to
8: his career. How so? Um, when, when they first met, she's like, your jokes are terrible. <laughs> I don't like your jokes. <laughs> and he, and he was like, well, well you, why don't you do them then? And she did. <laughs> oh, geez. And she, she wrote his jokes for years. No
1: kidding. And, uh, wow. yeah,
8: they, got, they, they met at a uh, dance marathon where he was emceeing. And after the marathon, she's like, your jokes are bad. And they ended up getting married. <laughs> and in the process, she helped him get his GED, uh, helped him write better jokes, and wow, and get a raise.
1: Wow, that's amazing. Job. I didn't know anything about Red Skelton personally. That's really interesting to learn that.
7: That's true. How's that yeah. for an opener? Yeah, Hi, my name's Red. Yes, I know your jokes, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I Thanks. could do better. I could do better than I that.
1: Better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's like... Uh, um, George Burns married Gracie Allen because she was funnier than he was, and they <laughs> were successful for forty years or more. Ah, yeah, interesting. What was uh, what was Red's wife's name aside from Mrs. Skelton? Um, Edna Stilwell. Okay,
8: and they they actually had a uh, a show they did together for years
1: before radio. Oh, so like in vaudeville. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. See, you learn something
6: on every you do. Episode. This, this episode is en- enriching. I, I feel ennobled uh, uh, and enlightened. All of these things, I'm I'm a better person for for being here, and I'm Be grateful. Smarter now. All of you. Yes. Uh, anything else,
8: Rick, about the episode? Um, there was a lot of um, he does do a lot of fat jokes, which is not not great. But uh, he also does self deprecating jokes, which Kind of helps make up for it.
1: Does it go? Makes... No. <laughs> no. It really? <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. So how about you, Dave? Oh, dude, this
6: was awesome. I love this thing. This is so completely different from every other show that we have done since I've been on the group uh, uh, with this. It's, it was fabulous. So much to love about this thing. First of all, clearly live studio audience. That's completely new. Uh, uh, In in my experience, again, with OTR Essentials, the the shows that we've reviewed, that was fabulous. And I loved how there was this sort of like side wink and a nod to the audience in that this was going to be broadcast on radio. But hey, live studio audience, you're here so you can see us doing all these things. There was that one gag about uh, I'll give you a kiss to make you feel better. And uh, uh, the big smoochy noise. And it's like, well, you need glasses because that was a gopher. I'm over here. And, you know, if the live studio audience is there, they're seeing all of this happen. The the, the radio audience, the gag is funny because we didn't see it. So that just blew my mind. And, and the ad libs and the improv like, hey, you want to try that one again? Yeah, OK, sure. Let's do that uh uh the the screw-ups in the middle of the production and they just rolled with it they there was no editing there was no cleaning it out and that gave it this this feeling of of moment of being of dynamic being in the moment excitement which i would assume was what radio theater was like back in the day when it wasn't pre-recorded uh and you got to see that live studio audience and there was that excitement that vibrancy to it um the sound effects were great cartoon sound effects it was literally it was like an audio cartoon uh and i loved that that was great fun the commercial segues oh my god so smooth so hey you were about to throw out this commercial here look at this and boom we're in the commercials like oh i didn't see that coming that was good
1: and they A did nice it again the spring cleaning there right Yeah. yes
6: exactly yeah. exactly and, and the, the musical interludes, not one, but two musical interludes, that was, it was I, I heard him talk about the Four Kings, and then all of a sudden the Four Kings are singing. And it's like, this is so awesome. And again, thinking about it as a live studio audience, the Four Kings had to be there in front of a microphone singing, and everybody's having a good time. This must have been one hell of a production experience for the live audience to see. So I just, I love the crap out of it. This was awesome. Excellent choice, Rick.
7: Thank you. You're welcome. What about you, Paul? I've always loved Red Skelton. Um, The funny thing was, my, my wife has never been such a big fan of Red Skelton, not that she doesn't find him entertaining. It just she doesn't like how he can take you from. And that was, I think it was mostly his TV stuff where he could take you from laughing to crying in about five seconds, <laughs> you know, and she, it just, it just kind of emotionally messed with her. So she's like, I don't like watching Red Skeleton. It's going to make me sad <laughs> and, then me laugh, feel and then laugh again, you know, kind of feel thing. Things. So, yeah, I don't want to feel things. So, uh, but yeah, no, Red Skeleton has always been fantastic. And you know, the thing that I liked about this show the most is you can, when you listen to the shows that are in front of an audience. You can tell which ones are are playing with tighter reins and ones that aren't, you know, and the ones that loosen up the reins and everything. They like you said, David, it just just, you're more in the moment type stuff. And it just seems more welcoming. You know, we're all part of it now and everything. And that's what I like. He's just kind of talking. It's like, oh, oh, I said that line wrong. Let's do it again. You know, and it it was just I, I enjoyed the hell out of it because I just felt. Welcome to the show. You know, it was very weird. Like you're a part of the experience. Exactly, yeah. and uh, everyone on there did a fantastic job. the the oh, one yeah. uh The one lady, the the
1: angry neighbor lady. Oh, Mrs. Fussy.
7: Yeah, <laughs> Mrs. Fussy. Holy God, yes. she was awesome. I mean, the <laughs> way she just came at him and her lines were just machine gunned. Okay, I, mean, I got a question. Awesome. I got a question about that segment, actually.
6: Uh, What was the gag with the dog's fleas on my peak? I didn't
1: get that. And they seem to be cracking up all over the place. And it's like, I'm not getting the joke. You don't know. You don't know what's going to make him. What tickles him. It's just the way she said it, I guess. The delivery fleas on my peak. Um Yeah. Yeah what What's peak, peak? I don't get it it's peas yeah. on my pekingese but uh the the peak might have been oh you know, P-E-E-K instead of P-E-K-E. Oh. I, I,
8: I get the impression that it's some sort of risque element that we don't get today.
1: yeah I
6: got that I got that impression too but it's like I didn't get it.
7: I think my favorite gag on there was uh when they're burning all the old jokes in the insinuator. And yeah, insinuator. And he's got what is that? Oh, it's four pages of ad libs. <laughs> I wonder how many people back in the day actually got that—that that it was four pages of ad libs. You know, yep. yeah.
1: great gags. Just really? great. But comedy. yeah, it was a—it was, was a pretty flawless show. I agree. I I've always loved Red Skelton. I grew up watching him on TV when I was a kid, and and I also agree with your wife that he can make you laugh. <laughs> he can make you cry. On the TV show, when he had the silent spot, uh, where and then he, you'd laugh because he'd leap in the air, and you hear that ding a ding a ding when whenever he did that thing, and uh, on TV, um, and then but here on radio, it's boom boom boom, just like that machine gunning the jokes, the patter. The uh, Mrs. Fussy was fantastic. That's Verna Felton. Oh. Verna Felton was a, a veteran radio actress. Uh, she was always somebody's mother in law or somebody's neighbor or somebody's grandmother. She played the grandmother mm. in the the mean, the mean junior, the mean little kid uh, mm. s- uh, segments. Yeah. And That was um, not her first time in front of a microphone. No, <laughs> no not at all. She'd been in any of since them. the 30s. Yeah. So, um, um, And always an imperious, uh, um, bossy, uh, older woman. She may have been only in her 30s, but she had the voice of uh, of a much older woman. And <clears throat> and she went into cartoons as well. I think she played Fred Flintstone's mother-in-law on the Flintstones. Sounds uh, about right. Yeah. So, uh, really just hilarious all the way through. I love his characters. Uh, he can go from Red to Clem Kadiddlehopper in in one line of dialogue. Oh, somebody's at the back door. Okay, I'll... Why hi, Clem? so him then? Junior, the mean widow kid. I mean, we always heard that on the Bugs Bunny cartoons. If I do it, I did a whipping. I do it <laughs> because I <laughs> do it. I do it. <laughs> so the first time I heard a Red Skelton radio show, and I heard Junior, the mean widow kid, oh, it clicked for me because I heard Bugs <laughs> Bunny say that, you know, so many times in the cartoons. But it—that's the way it was. Radio was so firmly ingrained into uh, uh Americans minds that it carried over into other other forms of entertainment. Lines from Fibber McGee and Molly lines from Jack Benny lines from Red Skelton uh mm-hmm. made their way into other programs movies and cartoons and, and TV shows and things like that it was just amazing uh, and, and what we that's what we call an Easter egg today right? You know, it's, it's something that, oh, that's from such and such of the, or, or a cameo appearance from somebody fan Uh, service. And and it's all, you know, to say, okay, try to catch the Easter eggs in this episode of the Bugs Bunny show. Yep. (laughs) Um, But they, they, it's amazing. And, and of course, red carries the whole thing. And because he's got all these different characters and all these different situations. And uh, when somebody flubs, he's there to pick it up. Uh, the maid says, what, what got under you? <laughs> what got under me? <laughs> what the heck did that mean? <laughs> and then just kept going. So we yep. got a laugh out of that and kept going. I, I don't, I don't have any particular favorite bit because it was just so good from start to finish. The music, yeah. like Dave said, was fantastic. Uh, uh, it's, um, what's the, uh, David Rose and his orchestra. Um, just a huge, big name, uh, uh, entertainer there he had the famous holiday for strings anyway <laughs> but, um, he was before that though when he before he went into the army he uh, uh had ozzie o- nell- nelson and his orchestra oh, wow. and and harriet hilliard who was harriet nelson was his uh vocalist and they interacted with with red as well so it was very funny interesting yeah, so he, um, and, and I learned this today, I was looking up some information about Red, and I learned that he he was drafted in 1944 and went off to uh, uh, Europe and, enter- and as part of an entertainment troupe as a private. I mean, he's, here he's a <laughs> private, you know, he's a, one of the richest men in Hollywood, you know, a, a movie <laughs> star, radio star, and he comes in, he's a private, making like $50 a month or something, and they said he um, he had, he was hospitalized with a nervous breakdown, uh, while he was over there, and he was, wow. and he was discharged as a private. He made that joke. He said, "I'm the only the, the only celebrity who went into the army a private and came out a private." <laughs> <laughs> because what James Stewart went in as an enlisted man and he came out as a brigadier general for crying out loud. Clark Gable yeah. went in as a like a, a second lieutenant and came out of it a colonel. So it's uh, you know he didn't have the luck. <laughs> yeah, or the temperament apparently. Yeah. And I think that helped though, because when he when he came back from the war, he was doing characters like Willie Lump Lump, who was like a, a a soldier who had been discharged from the army. So um, it was it kind of helped him with the formulation of different characters after the war. So very interesting, little bit of trivia there. But yeah. um, as for this one, I just love the hell out of it. Um, and I have I provided the recording for for Rick. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I had it on a cassette tape uh, that I bought a few years ago. That was not not a professionally made cassette tape. It was like a somebody had bootleg. Sold, it's uh, a, bootleg. a bunch, Like a, I had a, <laughs> a, a a box full of bootlegs this high, but all really really decent recordings. So I transferred it to digital, and and that's what you heard today. Sweet, um, yeah.
8: Yeah, red to me, Red Skelton is kind of a everyman kind of entertainer. Oh yeah, you feel like he's a regular person. Exactly. Very much so, and that so. comes Martin, across Martin. in his slice of life stuff that he does.
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean, you can imagine yourself not not with all the laughs, but you can imagine yourself in those situations <laughs> almost. We all aspire to be that
6: witty and 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 sharp in our exchanges, but you're Get right, only. Rick. It, it's, it's very, it's it's very very much. The situations he finds himself in, I would imagine that people of, of his audience would would recognize and be able to empathize with very, very
8: immediately. Yeah, and some of the things he deals with are things we deal with today. He talks about uh, the housing crisis and complains about uh, politicians and Republicans. Okay. Yeah, yep, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that hasn't changed. No,
1: <laughs> we're still complaining about Republicans. Oh.
7: <clears throat> Did we get political?
1: Holy crap! Oh no. Stop that. Stop that now. Sorry, (laughs) sorry, sorry. Anybody else have anything to say before we vote? No. No? Okay. Well, let's vote. What are we voting on, dear listener? As a reminder, we are voting on, one, whether this particular episode is a true representative installment of the overall series, and B, whether or not it is a standalone show that belongs in every radio aficionado's collection. And again, Rick, since you're our very special guest and this was your selection, please go first.
8: Well, this this episode is very very representative of the show. Um, it's got just about everything. It's got three of his characters that he does on a regular basis. It's got Mrs. Fussy, and it's got the beautiful music, and it's got Rob O'Connor. It's Rob, right? Rob O'Connor. Rod rod um playing off very well and so this this series belongs in everybody's shelf no matter who they are this series belongs on their shelf and this episode stands out among the other episodes
1: right awesome. you heard him get it on your shelf he said
8: so. <laughs> get it on the shelf
1: <laughs> well i gotta i gotta agree now
6: i i haven't listened to a lot of red skeleton in fact this is my first red skeleton uh uh, audio experience ever but god i hope it's truly representative because it was fabulous so i'm going to say yes it is truly representative it's have that be wish fulfillment and should it be on every radio (laughs) aficionados collection good lord yes what what a what a treat what a treasure so yes and yes from dave
7: excellent i concur I, i think it was excellent excellent program And if that is a representation of what the rest of them are like, well, hell yeah. Get them all because you're (laughs) going to enjoy the hell out of it. That's all I can say. So yes.
1: And a yes. So that's it. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, who am I to disagree? Uh, Red Skelton is uh, as as Rick. So, so eloquently put it a national treasure. Uh, He's uh, a comedic genius. His radio work stands out as some of the funniest material, out there in the 1940s uh his tv work stands out as just outstanding in the 50s and 60s and we just have so much uh to so much to listen to and so much to enjoy um i have to admit that i haven't heard a lot of the later ones 1949 this one was uh tied and i've listened to a lot of them were from from raleigh cigarettes but if you put a Raleigh cigarette program right next to a Tide program, it's just as funny. So there was no loss of, of, of humor in the later years, the way it is with some shows and not as funny as they were in the beginning. Red holds true throughout his entire time on radio. Really fantastic. So if you enjoyed this one and you haven't listened to a lot, I highly recommend that you go. Uh, the, the shows are there for free at archive.org and other places. Listen to them, enjoy them. You're really... Thank me for it. Uh, so, yes, to uh, A, it is definitely representative of the overall series. And B, um, it is a, um, a standalone no, show that belongs in every two. radio aficionados collection. Two. Two,
6: two. not B, two. Oh,
1: I thought I said one and B. So a, a. Today. Oh, okay. Two. okay. All right. Whatever. The first one is <laughs> yes, and the second one is also
6: Th- yes. Yes. Okay. Which means, once again, we are in complete accord. Ta da! What the hell's going on? I know, right? Well, we keep getting quality products like this. Uh, we're all going to be, we're all clearly
1: have taste and style. So we're all going to be in agreement that this is awesome stuff, man. I'm going to start waxing my mustache just like Dave.
6: Oh, dude. Yes,
1: fam. That'd yes. Like I, will, I will be quite e- the man. Yes, yes. Wee. <laughs> <laughs>
6: All right. Well, folks, this brings us to the end of episode 29. Or if you live in a parallel universe, episode four of season three with Pete Lutz, Paul RBC, and me, Dave Robinson. We're very happy you joined us and hope you'll join us next time because <laughs> I have some good news about that.
4: What is it? Tell us. Tell us
6: no. Yes, okay, fine. So um a buddy of mine, uh, uh Marshall Latham, who is a fellow podcaster, uh, uh and host and creator of the Journey Into Podcast, uh, for whom I have read many a Edgar Allan Poe uh, uh poem and or fiction uh uh that is aired on his podcast. Um uh, Marshall is a fan of this show as well, uh wow. wrote in, huh? What, too? Spoke That's right. We got two fans at least uh, uh, and expressed an interest in joining the madness. So next week we'll have Marshall Latham of the journey into podcast joining us on OTR essentials and it's going to be fabulous.
1: What's he bringing us? I'm not entirely sure. Okay. It'll be awesome. Well, it It does sound awesome. So we're looking forward to that. (laughs) A surprise program.
6: <laughs> <laughs> it might, it might. As I, as I recall, he was there was there was an old uh, nature show that he was talking about, or maybe Superman. I'm not sure. So he's, I'm not sure he's decided. Oh,
1: Mark Trail, right? Mark Trail, right? Okay. Right, right. Yeah, I used to read the comics strip. I didn't know that there was a radio program. So very <laughs> interesting. Well, we'll find out when he shows up. <laughs> exactly. Um, so good. So, well, it's about time to wrap up. So Paul, Dave, and Rick. Tell the masses what they need to know.
7: Old Time Radio Essentials is a production of 63 Audio, a proud member of the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe on Apple or any other podcatcher you may use by searching under Mutual Audio Network and or Narada Radio Company.
1: Thank
6: you, Victor. Is, is that how you
7: pronounce a slash? I didn't
6: realize. That's Victor Borgi yeah. did it, I guess. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, friends, do please follow us on the Twitters at Essentials Old. Uh, if you want to suggest a future episode or possibly be on a future episode, uh, write us at F6.3 at gmail.com. That's the letter F, the number six, and the word point, P-O-I-N-T, and the number three, She's. At gmail.com, put know, the word essentials exhausting. in the subject line. It is exhausting. Holy crap. F6.3 at gmail.com.
7: You do Whee. that so well. Thank
8: essentials you. in the subject line. Yes, yes, essentials in the subject line. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, these guys are always happy to hear from their listeners. So please do send them feedback and suggestions. And if you didn't catch their email when Dave spelled it out, rewind and listen again or just look for it in the show notes
1: you did that very well rick (laughs) and if you'd like to be a guest programmer it's so easy just send us a can of clam broth and two fingernail clippings and let us know which episode from which series you'd like to discuss with us or what just send an email oh thank god (laughs) (laughs) okay i think it's high time we wrap things up don't you Thanks, oh, yes. Dave. Thanks, Paulie. Of course, many thanks to our special guest, Rick. Please join us again next month for another fun installment of Old Time Radio Essentials. Bye bye for now. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. Bye.
8: Good having you. Thank you
1: for having me. It's a, been a pleasure.
8: <laughs> and a privilege. He
7: says well, as he fades off. the. Main line, line, little thick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I can fix this in post as long as I'm still, you can still hear me. You're absolutely legendary. Oh, okay. Absolutely. I don't know what you can yeah. do okay. or do, don't uh, do yeah. in post. Okay. Thanks for pointing that out. I'll, I'll, I'll move in closer. I had I, moved away from the mic as well. Okay. I'm trying to sit back and be comfortable here. But I'll just be uncomfortable for you guys.
6: Okay, thanks. We appreciate the okay, sacrifice. one for the
1: team. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wine, bitch, and moan. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in the show, you know. Oh, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> Has executive uh, power. Go ahead.
8: Uh, uh, well, thank you very much. I, yeah, I should have said yeah. at the beginning that it's a big privilege to be here.
1: Well, you no. just said it and I recorded, so I'll <laughs> drop that in. We <laughs> have proof somebody yeah. actually believes that. that that's going to be his alarm clock. It's going to be his alarm clock from now
6: on. It's a privilege <laughs> to be here. It's a privilege, it's a privilege to, be here. to be here. It's a privilege to be here.
1: Wake the hell up.
7: <laughs> You're dreaming again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wait a minute. 63 audio.
2: This is Mutual.
4: Hey Billy, why do you look so down? Exciting and, dare I say it, very unwholesome. You definitely have that right, my good man! Ha <laughs> ha! Thanks, Dr. Mary! My pleasure, Billy! And just between you and me, I am not sure that this man is really your father. Bye! Dad? Uh, just read your Twisted Pulp Magazine, Billy. Twisted Pulp Magazine! Available!